the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. With more than 30 years of experience, America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I am your host, Dwan Bent Twyford, America's most sought after real estate investor. And I want to welcome you to my first official business by the book. I'm very excited. And you know, I announced last week I was going to start doing this series. And it's so funny because I felt like God was putting on my heart to do it even a year ago. And I just, you know, how you make excuses. And then I was sick, eh, you know. And ever since I committed mentally and I committed to my time and committed to the calendar, I've got so many Bible verses falling into my head that we can use to run a better business. Like, it's crazy. I'm just like, I feel like I could just do 100 of these. So it's like all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. So I'm going to give us some, remember, these are 15 minutes. So I'm going to uh, read the verse here in a minute, but I want to explain something. When I say the words, because someone asked me this, they go, well, when you say God puts it on your heart, what does that mean? So, um, as Christians who follow Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. So, it's the Trinity. It's God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, God's there. Jesus was here. They're both there. The Holy Spirit's inside of us. So, so the way it works for me, now it's different for everybody. So the way it works for me is I, I feel like I'll be thinking about something or God will put something on my heart and like I'll feel it. Like I'll feel um, a feeling or I'll feel words. Sometimes there are specific words and I just kind of feel it like inside of me. Like, I could feel God was saying, I want you to tell people how they can use my book and they can run a great business and have a great moral compass. So, I don't hear God out loud saying, hey, Dwan, do this. Although, somewhere along the way, I will tell you, I have actually heard audible. I have heard God audibly on three different occasions and... It was so crazy, (laughs) but that's another day. And the other thing is um, sometimes you, like for someone like me, I like to pray about things. And if I feel like a clenching, like in my chest, I pray about something. I know now in my relationship with Jesus, clenching means no. I know that when I feel peace, I don't feel any pressure on my chest. I don't feel any clenching here. I know that that is a yes. And then when God wants me to do things or help people, I feel like I kind of hear the words in my head, but I hear them over and over until they're 
like place on my heart like okay I have a heart for this person now so I have a heart for this thing I, like I have a heart for teaching you about real estate investing God placed it on my heart a long time ago to become an instructor so I have a heart for you and so that's what I mean now there are people that get things in prayer there are people I know that said they have visions, they have dreams, I know people that hear actual words, I know people that are like, God never talks to me, I don't hear anything, I don't know, I just have to open the Bible and read it until I feel like I found an answer. So I think uh, it's different for everybody. And for me, since the very beginning, I uh, could feel something being like impressed upon me. And, you know, sometimes, of course, if it's something that you don't want to do, you're like, you want me to start teaching a Bible study? Lord, if that's what you want me to do, let three camels come walking through this room. It's like, oh, okay, no camels. I guess that was a no. <laughs> so, so we do things like that too. But, uh, but when you feel it like over and over and over and you've prayed about it and you have a good feeling about it and it just keeps coming back in and then you sort of feel like it's becoming a part of, a part of your soul, part of your heart. So that's what I mean when I say God puts stuff on my heart. And, and that's why I have such a, a desire to want to help homeowners, too, because God put it on my heart a long time ago, like help these people, and put it on my heart to teach and train and show people that they can do good and they can make a lot of money. And it's okay if they're millionaires or multimillionaires. They're not hurting or helping or taking advantage of anybody, so teach people how to do things right. You know, talk to people about their health and their physical and their financial and their spiritual. Like, talk to people about the things I've taught you. So everything that I say or talk or teach, it is from a, always from a point of having been through it myself. Okay, always. Now, I also just want to preface again, <laughs> I am in no way considering myself to be any kind of preacher. So, sorry I messed with my hair. I just got my hair cut today. Look at this new, super fun. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I got swingy hair. I'm going to do some podcasts where my hair looks great. Because <laughs> it never looks like this when I do it. Um, so I don't, uh, I don't know, who knows, people might still start calling me, oh, aren't you that preacher lady, real estate podcaster chick? So uh, I don't know. But um, I was real nervous about it the other day. And I shared that with you guys. And when God first started, you know, talking to me and laying it on my heart and putting it into my prayers and putting it into my thought, I was just like, mm, no, you don't want me to do that. But then it became more and more and more. And then it was strong. And then I like, I think about it all the time. And it's like right there all the time. It's like, okay. So let me do my best. I just fear God's going to give me the words. And, um, so that's it. So I just want to, again, say I do not consider myself in any way to be qualified to be a Bible teacher. I can share with you the things God has shown me. Uh, same thing with real estate investing. I mean, I guess because I've been doing it for 30 years, I feel like I can qualify myself as being a major top you know, guru in the world because I have all the knowledge and experience. I'm sure I feel that way 30 years from now when I start doing my business by the book, but for today, I'm doing it. God wants me to do it. There's a lot of you that want and need to hear it, and I'm going to give you my best every week, 
and I'm going to do the best I can. But if I say something and give you my opinion about what I think it means, don't anybody like hate mail on me because I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing what I think God wants me to do. I told him, you better tell me the words and give me the words because who knows how this is going to come out if you don't. <laughs> oh. T. All right, so I've been thinking about it <clears throat> for uh, months, actually, about what verse to start with. Where do I start? There's so much in the Bible. So, 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 so much in the Bible. So we are going to start with Ecclesiastes. This is in the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes. This was uh, written by Solomon. Solomon's observations. Now Solomon is known as the wisest man, I think. I think the wisest man that ever lived. Don't exactly quote me on that. But he's a super wise dude. And I believe that according to the Bible, he is considered to be uh, the wisest man that ever lived. So, I really like um, this section I'm going to read to you, and it's a good place for us to start. All right, so this is uh, Solomon, this is Ecclesiastes 3, and we'll be going 1 through 8. And again, if you have a, a life application type of a Bible... It says, Ecclesiastes, the purpose, to spare future... Oh, hey, I didn't read this before, so I'm going to read it right now with you. Um, Ecclesiastes, the uh, vital statistics, the purpose, to spare future generations the bitterness of learning through their own experience that life is meaningless apart from God. Author, Solomon, to whom written, Solomon's subjects in particular and all the people in general... Date written probably around 935 B.C., which was late in Solomon's life. Setting. Solomon was looking back on his life, much of which was lived apart from God. It's funny because, you know, I just did that podcast. Uh, no, I didn't do it yet. You're, I, I recorded it, but you're going to hear it. Um, it comes out on November 3rd. I, I, I really want you to listen to it because it's funny. This, the setting is Solomon was looking back on his life, much of which was lived apart from God. So without even knowing that I said that, my podcast for November 3rd uh, is very much about you and me. And the key verse, Now all have been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So I like it. I like it. It's good to have a reverential fear of God. There are over, there actually there are 365 times in the Bible where it says, fear not. God doesn't want you to be afraid, but I think we all need to have a healthy fear of God. You know what I'm saying? He still controls all the lightning bolts up there. <laughs> so Solomon, uh, one, so Solomon uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. 
a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time from a time for war and a time for peace. Now, says then, what does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom uh, what God has done from the beginning to the end. And on it goes. But we're just going to talk about 1 through 8. So, I feel like this is so important right now because look at our world right now. We have COVID. We have places that are still shut down. We have an election coming up. We have so much meanness and evil and rioting and burning down buildings. We have so many things. <clears throat> but we have so many good things, too. Babies are being born. People are getting married. You know, I've got three grandkids. We've got so many great things, too. And the thing that God wants us to know is that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So if you are right now going through a difficult time, the good news is, and the Bible is called the good news, the good news is if you're going through something bad, there's a good time coming. So if you're tearing it down, you're going to build it up. If you're weeping, you'll laugh later. If you're mourning, sometime you'll dance. You know, if you're searching, and sometimes you have to give up on things. Now, sometimes you, it says it's time to keep and time to throw away. Well, sometimes you got to throw stuff away. Sometimes you got to get rid of people. Sometimes you have to throw away your old mindsets and your old thoughts and all the things that are keeping you bogged down. And it is a time. Sometimes be silent. Sometimes to speak. Love, war, hate, peace. It's all in here. There is a season for every activity under heaven. So whatever season, so I, I call things seasons. You'll hear me use the word seasons a lot because the Bible talks a lot about seasons. So for example, I just had that parathyroid surgery. So during the, the, the five years leading up to it, but especially the last two, but especially the last six, I was in a season of extreme physical pain, muscle pain, joint pain, depressed. Uh, I really thought I was actually as descending into mental illness. I was really unable to function. So that season was frightening, and uh, it was all-encompassing at that time. That's just all I could think about. I was just always praying, 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 praying for God to deliver me and to be strong and to be strong for the people around my family. And, you know, I did a lot of praying for, for myself. Now, I always pray for everybody all the time, but this is for me. But then I had my surgery and I got better, so now I'm in a new season. So that was a season of maybe I took things for granted too much. Maybe I need to learn more about the value of every day. 
and the value of like your mind and the value of you know taking care of your body and and again god doesn't do things to you to teach you lessons we learn the lessons ourselves but that season the last two years especially uh, i got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis just a bunch of stuff so i was in a season of uh, making a lot of changes that now have to carry with me for all the days of my life. I always have to take medication. I always have to be aware of things that can cause me to have a flare-up and things that can make me sick. I have to be aware of all those things going forward. So now I feel like I have been delivered from that, but I have to be mindful and keep in mind that that was a season I'm like throwing that away or what I'm keeping or all the good habits that I have developed over this time period. Okay, I was in a season where my sister was dying of cancer and she was sick for five years, long, very long, five years and like really sick for two. That season was a major season of mourning for me. It says right in here, there's a season to mourn and there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. It was major. I mean, my parents had to bury their child. My niece and nephew were 14 and lost their mom. I lost my only sibling. It was a very mourning, terrible, sad time. And then when it was over and time does pass, and all of a sudden I found myself just dancing one day, and I thought, wow, when was the last time I danced ever to anything? I've been so, like, mentally into this thing. And then it became my season to... Be happy that my sister's in heaven and, and to be happy for the time I had. I can't fix and bring her back, so I have to be happy for what I had and I have to move forward without her, but I have to also know that she would want me to enjoy my life as well. And so finally I found myself like listening to music again and dancing and like, hey, what's going on right now? Oh, man, you know, and it doesn't mean I don't mourn her. I'm not dancing on her grave. I don't really like write me anything, but you know, a time to be born, time to die. I mean, we're born, well, we die. You know, so that's the part of the way it is. So I think if you'll just start looking at your life and say, okay, I am in a season of this. I am in a season of extreme prosperity. I'm making so much money. I've been listening to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. And that girl's been teaching me and I've been listening and I've been buying her programs and I'm making money. You're in a season of prosperity. Okay, just remember when you're in a massive season of prosperity, there's typically another season along the way where things get crunched up tight again. That old saying about be nice to all the people on the way up your climb to success because you will meet them again when you go back down. And over the next you know, while, I'll share some of my seasons where I was making money hand over fist and then all of a sudden I wasn't. And the lessons that God was working with me on tithing and money and, and things like that. So right now, I want us all to be in a season of prosperity and health and wealth and happiness and a good family. And I want us to all be in a great season. So if you're in an amazing season, plan for a time when it might not be so amazing. Does that mean you're going to have an amazing life and crash and burn and have to build it back up again? doesn't mean that. But there's all kinds of places in the Bible where it says to be prepared. If you're having amazing health, you want to keep that and you're in a season of like, oh, I'm in a season of health. I feel so good. If you're in a season like that, take care of it so you don't have a season of sickness. Our man Wanda's 94 years old. She's never been sick a day in her life. She's got like some kind of super genes. One time she had uh, a spleen out of nowhere. She had to have her spleen removed. 
never been in sick, never been in the hospital, never taken a, a, a pill for her life. She's had a whole season, her whole life, but last year, she went deaf in one ear, lost about 75% of the hearing in the other. And she thinks it's like the complete end of the world. I'm like, Wanda, you are 94. You have never even been sick. And you lost hearing in one ear at 93. You had a hearing aid in the other one. I think you're okay. <laughs> but again, to her, she was just in a season of, you know, things aren't going right. So we all think different things. We all have our different seasons. So always look for the good. Always expect good. But if you're in a season where things are negative, just know that that will turn. There is a time for everything under heaven. A time for every activity under heaven. Everything. So take the good, take the bad, learn lessons from the good, learn lessons from the bad, and keep moving forward. All right, guys, uh, opt in over at dewonderful.com. And if you'll opt in, I've got five free gifts for you. So let me know that you're there and that you're talking to me. And go on to um, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, and give me a five-star review and say, wow, Dwan's doing business by the book. Holy cow, I love that. There are no real estate investors that also talk about all the goodness of God. So give me some five stars for that. All right, so we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And remember, the truth is in the red letters. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real, real estate, estate dreams, dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.